Well, we continue to talk about COVID-19 as, uh, well, it's dominated uh, many aspects of our lives for uh, well over a year now. But we have the CDC lifting mask requirements and recommendations. We're now in uh, the bridge phase of Governor J.B. Pritzker's modified uh, reopening plan. Uh, and uh, you've got even the likes of uh, some big sports venues opening back up to 60% capacity, uh, if not more, in the near future. What all this means for you as the individual and your ability to take part in free society uh, here domestically, uh, and where we're seeing other states prohibit vaccine passports, what about in Illinois? A measure that's been filed at the Illinois State House by State Representative Andrew Chesney would do just that, and he joins us now here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Representative, thanks for taking time with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. How are you doing out there? Hey, thanks for having me. Doing great. Thank you. So uh, this this issue of a vaccine passport, uh, the governor initially had said that, you know, if private business wants to do this, that, that's, you know, their prerogative. You don't have to go if you don't want to go type of thing. Uh, but then I, I saw another headline saying that he's not going to have any kind of requirement. Um, so ultimately, what would your bill do when it comes to this idea of a vaccine passport? Well, this is narrow in scope, and this is just to address public events. Um, my hope is, is that it will, it, it could go in and, and address some private events. I think the idea that uh, we're going to ask for people's credentials uh, to attend uh, certain gatherings is very problematic and certainly infringes on constitutional rights and, and medical privacy. And, and to be clear to your listen, listeners, I'm not at all an, an anti-vaxxer. I just I think it's a great option. And under Operation Warp Speed, under the leadership of President Trump, it's very important that we have this as a vehicle to curb the, the pandemic. But the idea that we're going to vax shame people uh, throughout the country, and, and, and specifically the state of Illinois, I think is is a big issue. You know, we just saw uh, the White Sox and the Cubs are going to, you know, put people in certain sections. I just don't think that is that's just not American, and that's and, and we're much better than that. So this bill is narrow in scope to public entities. If the governor's serious that he's not in favor of vaccine passport, I would assume that uh, he would quickly move this legislation and codify it into law. Um, but I, I think it really should look at expanding to some uh, uh, private events uh, that would impact the, uh, the private sector as well, because I don't think that we should get a vaccine shakedown every time we want to attend something. And, uh, and I don't think that restaurants and bars and, and sports facilities should ask us to show our credentials to attend certain things. I think that that's just uh, constitutionally uh, problematic. This is one of the issues. I mean, the, the masking issue and the, and the requirements there is one thing that's, I, I think, a totally separate conversation, uh, though uh, I, I assume that you, you support uh, Representative Niemerg's uh, proposals to prohibit masks uh, for, for schools. Uh, do you support that? I, I think it's a good thing to look at. Again, uh, I don't know that I, I – if the parents want to allow or, or – ask that their kids wear a mask, that's a good thing. But I don't know that that should come, that that should be a, a choice between 
Uh, that should be a, a choice of the parent and, and not of the school district at this point. So, But when it comes to this vaccine passport, um, that issue seems to have a broad uh, coalition of sorts that oppose having it as a mandate. I, I talked with the uh, NAACP uh, state director uh, a couple of months ago, and this really was a hot topic about vaccine passports. Uh, and they had said that this would be a violation of uh, people's rights if you're going to require uh, a vaccine passport for people to take part in normal society domestically uh, that would violate rights. We even had uh, another kind of civil libertarian group that deals a lot with uh, uh, you know technology and uh, the advancements of technology on our civil rights, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. They also said this could be mission creep. This is going to segregate society between uh, those who got the vaccine and those who didn't or those who can't get the vaccine for a variety of reasons, medical reasons or even religious reasons. Uh, so so ultimately, I mean, have you reached out to others uh, on the other side of the aisle? Uh, do you have uh, some some growing support for this idea uh, across the political spectrum? Because it seems that there is some support uh, with uh, with a broad uh, spectrum of people. There is. I would say that the other side of the aisle is probably uh, more quiet about it and, and privately supports the bill. Uh, but the NAACP and in, in other civil rights groups and, uh, and liberty groups are, are all kind of coalescing around this idea that as you, as you correctly noted, you know, this idea that we're going to have to, you know, prove our credentials to just live through society or risk of being shamed, threatened, uh, bullied, uh, it, it's just really an issue. There's religious reasons why people don't want the vaccines. Again, this is still under an emergency order. And so I think it's a great option. I think many people have correctly taken it. Um, it's personally has put family members that, that I love um, in the hospital. So I'm under, I, I'm not suggesting that this is a hoax or this is, this shouldn't be taken seriously, but the idea that we have to carry around a vaccination card to prove our worth or virtue signal how morally superior we are to people that choose not to is really, really the issue. There's people that have very good reasons why they don't want the vaccination, and I respect those reasons. I also respect those that have very good reasons why they want the vaccination. But these divisive policies like what the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox have just put forward, or they've had in Chicago a full vaccination concert series where in order for me to go to this concert series, I have to show my medical credentials is absolutely outrageous. And so while this bill is narrow in scope, it was intentional because the governor has said that he does not support state uh uh, vaccine passports for public events under his purview, great. I suspect that he's going to be pushing forward with this legislation and help me get it signed into law. If he's truly genuine in his belief. My suspicions, it's a lot of talk, but secretly I think he likes vaccine passports and he's going to allow them.
So what about the private sector? Of course, this bill just focuses on, um, uh, you know, not having the state or local governments require this. Uh, is it possible you could amend it to uh, allow for a, uh, a prohibition of uh, public venues from doing this, as you highlighted multiple times, Cubs? Yeah, I, I think it needs to be looked at. You absolutely, because I don't have to go, you know, there might be some exemptions that you need to make for the, the health industry, and you have to think through if there's appropriate exemptions for this but no the idea that you know there's people that choose not to get a flu shot i chose to get a flu shot but the idea that i can't go to work because i didn't get a vaccine uh flu shot is is just not an appropriate uh way that we should function in society so you know it businesses don't get the virtue signal and say in order for me to go to uh, you know, business A, I have to show my credentials, and B, I do not. And, and and that's a slippery slope, but it's also a confusing one, because as you've noted, there's people for re- religious reasons that don't want the vaccine. There's for personal medical reasons, if uh, their doctor has said that, I mean, under President Biden's guidelines, if their doctor says that uh, they may have an allergic reaction to this vaccine, let's assume they're 40 years old, have no underlying health conditions, and are at high risk that they may not respond well to this vaccine, under CDC's guidelines, they would have to wear a mask in perpetuity. I don't think that that's correct. I don't think that they should have to carry around a vaccination card or in that, per, in that scenario, lack thereof a vaccination card for the rest of their life and have to reveal what their, you know, what their medical history is. Because we've never had to do that before, and I don't think that we have to give up these liberties to do it again. State Representative Andrew Chesney here with the WMAY Morning News Feed. Um, off that topic, you got two weeks left here, uh, and uh, a lot of going-ons at the state capitol when it comes to the budget, a lot of money coming in. Uh, we have yet to see the ethics package advance. Uh, we have yet to see uh, measures lowering property taxes advance. Uh, pensions are still, you know, there's some nibbling around the edge here and there, but uh, nothing that's really going to save taxpayers. What do you anticipate happening in the next two weeks when it comes to the budget, when it comes to ethics, when it comes to the uh, various things that uh, you know people are watching, waiting for? Uh, status quo, lots of excuses, a little change. Put simply, they'll nibble around the edges on ethics. The fact is, is that the majority of many of those in the legislature financially benefit from being lawmaker lobbyists and being connected and not having to properly disclose um, their conflicts and of interest. Is there an appetite to truly change that? The answer is no. Why? Because the majority party financially benefits from a system that is inherently flawed um, when it comes to tax relief. The majority party has never seen a dollar that they didn't love to spend, and there is not a dollar that they get that they ever want to give back to the taxpayers. They'll talk a good game, like you're going to see some conversation on, you know, uh, the trailer fees. All they're going to do is they're going to lower the trailer fees and then just stick it on another fee. And so it's net neutral uh, revenue for the state, but it's still going to impact the taxpayers. It's just going to impact different types of taxpayers, but it's still a financial burden. So, you know, 
we heard from the governor he was going to veto um, a partisan map. He's now signaled he's going to sign a partisan map. And, you know, everything's behind this, you know, the closed the closed doors there, the, you know, the smoke filled room, as we love to say. And 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 this is just a continuation of uh, failed policies and a failed system. And here's how we know it fails, because we're one of only a few states has lost population. And when people and what they're really saying is, is they're not going to vote anymore. They're not going to argue anymore. They're just going to leave. And what happens is, is we have to backfill that revenue um, with fewer people paying for, in many cases, the same services because the state doesn't want to cut services. So everybody's taxes just kind of organically raise. So uh, what do I think is going to happen in the next two weeks? It's going to be very simple. We're not going to do anything. We're going to talk a lot. We're going to organize a lot. But there's not going to be any true legislation until the last couple of days of session. They're going to keep us there until 2, 3 in the morning mm. because they want to get you tired. They want to get the public not paying attention. They're going to funnel it all in, and then they're going to you know, clap and celebrate and say how great it is. And still it's going to be the state with the second highest property taxes in the nation. It's still going to be a state that most people want to leave, and it's still going to be a state that is going to struggle to attract your kids and grandkids to want to stay here. That's what's going to happen with the majority party. State Representative Andrew Chesney, um, uh, a pretty bleak outlook there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, uh, I don't know how to transition out of that. <laughs> I appreciate. Well, the that's time. what's going to happen. They're going yeah. to tell you. They're going to tell you a thousand things. That's what's going to happen. Well, I mean, in the priorities as well, uh, I think uh, there's a, you know some stark contrast there between what Republicans want to prioritize and what Democrats are looking to prioritize, uh, and that's uh, that's clear in some of the legislation that's advanced. Representative, that's all the time we've got this morning. Greatly appreciate you taking it. We'll talk again in the near future. All right. Thank you so much.